New Year, same fucking Wednesday. And we'll talk about it once again on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. I got a new, got some new barware for Christmas. Nice little uh, a two-piece shaker set with a Hawthorne strainer. So I've been trying out some shaken cocktails. I've always been a, been a three-piece guy for most of my cocktail drinking history, but I do enjoy the uh, new shaker. Uh, it separates a lot easier than my cobbler ones. Uh, I'm trying to use up a few things. Was perusing some cocktail options and thought, what can I drink for the first podcast of another year talking about Sheffield Wednesday? And then I saw it. It's called The Life Sentence. It is a <laughs> prosecutor riff with uh, Benedictine in place of the yellow chartreuse because I'm out of yellow chartreuse. I'm not out of Benedictine. Uh, I think I prefer the prosecutor. Uh, but it's quite nice, pretty easy sipper. And hopefully I will nurse it through uh, two pretty bad Wednesday defeats. And joining me to discuss those first in New Jersey, it's Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Good evening, Jeffrey. Happy New Year. Uh, um, I also got some new Bowie for Christmas, uh, uh, a, a new Hawthorne strainer and a... Uh, shaker set thing much better than the one that I had before which was kind of flying pieces and chipping off and stuff so um, I have poured myself uh, a very excellent Boulevardier uh, with black rye whiskey and it uh, is nice little bit of bitterness to it uh, not as sweet as the bourbon version uh, and I'm very much enjoying it it's my first drink since uh, I came back from England about four days ago what's your uh, ratios uh, one and a half ounce of whiskey, one ounce Campari, one ounce of yeah. vermouth. I, I play around Classic. with the ratios a lot. I think generally I like 1.5 to 7.5, uh, 0.75, 0.75, but your mileage may vary. It's all to taste. It's a great cocktail. However, you uh, decide to whack up the booze. Also on the line in New England, sorry, New England now, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Patty. Welcome back uh, stateside, my friend. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks, um, I was uh, yeah racing back from the rink tonight uh, to get here, but I realized I had no booze. So I quickly stopped in a local packy that has a lot of uh, uh, a wide variety of beers. And just the first coffee porter that I saw, this is something called Smut Labs uh, Magic Beans Coffee Porter. It's a limited release and that is all that i can tell from looking at the bottle so or at the can how is it uh it's good it's a coffee porter you know nothing to write home about but you know it'll do the job speaking of nothing to write home about we have a sunderland and shrewsbury town review we have some wednesday news uh patty wants to belabor this show for some reason so we'll do some pitsies and chat as well and once again plymouth the pre uh preview a plymouth argyle game so I'm at the preview Argyle game. We're doing well. We're off to a good start in 2022, much like Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Patty has decided, I did not do the agenda for this. I was doing other things. But we'll just do a quick talking point instead of thumbs up, thumbs down, because I think we would all struggle to find thumbs up for either of these games. So Justin, a uh, quick talking point from Sunderland. 
Uh, it's on the agenda, my friend. It is. Uh, I was going to let you introduce it. But... Our, our D, yeah. Our, our defense was uh, woof, is what I that said. That is literally what and, it says on know, the agenda, yes. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, this really ties in with, with Patty's quick talking point. I think really it's, it's one of the two major points from this game, and it's the idea that they looked like they had not ever played together. Uh, Peacock Farrell spent most of the first half when the game was actually meant something uh, screaming at his defense who were all over the place. You know, Dunkley could barely make it for half an hour. Um, You know, Marvin Johnson is back to looking like uh, the fact that he's not a center back. Um, And they were just straight up bad when he came on. Yeah, tough to get thrown in uh, yeah. 30 minutes in. Uh, I actually would have liked to have seen him start. I don't like him losing his spot uh, for Dunkley to come back, especially when they decide to play a really we, high we, line. We have other spots for legitimate center backs to play. Like, they can both play together. They'll give also us two true, center right? backs and a center back three. Also true. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the bigger picture. I've been, I've been bitching about the back three for a while, but, you know, I, I, I don't understand how you, you, play a high line and start Dunkley in the middle. That That's not, you know, and we watched them get behind that, us. On the he's, first been, goal. he's been certainly better lately, but that's not his game, right? It's not the covering pace and, you know, it's just not. Right. And then he goes and hurts himself <laughs> yes. in a run and, and cover, cover the space that uh, he shouldn't have. Um, you know, it, it, the, the whole game, it was too bad because the first goal, I, I thought we were okay at the beginning. I, I didn't like, the setup I I've been bitching all year when, when Baz is the furthest midfielder back um, I hate it. And it didn't work again. Um, you really saw that on the second goal when he was just him and wing. were both just ball watching as uh, our back three ran backwards and their three forwards sliced right through us as everybody was staring at the ball, not the guys that were open. Um, well, it was a lot of simple runs off the line, just like off the shoulder of the last man stuff. Like it's very basic. And we couldn't handle it. We, yeah. we weren't even close to handling it. They, they tore us apart with, with minimal effort. Um, it was, yeah, it was just not, it was, it was bad. And, and once it was over, it was over. <laughs> yes. You know. Patty, your talking point is the result of no training for 19 days. Yeah, um, um, I'm kind of making amends with some Twitter beef I had uh, this week too. Um, obviously, everyone's upset. Everyone was very pissed off after the two uh, defeats uh, this past week, uh, including myself. It, it did look like we uh, were going back to square one. Uh, it looked like... We just no, need time to gel, team. Patty. Yeah, we're going back to the same talking points as we did four months ago. Uh, it's It looks... Horrendous, and Mo mentioned it itself. It's basically seen the same mistakes that we saw uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, and then I looked into it a little bit more, and I read a few of Mo's comments. Uh, and he, he mentioned that the training ground was shut down for 19 days due to the COVID uh, breakout. Uh, he had three days of prep for the Sunderland game, five days in total for Sunderland and Shrewsbury. Uh, so they they have a, a small excuse. I'm not making an excuse for the entire way they performed. They're still better than that. They're still, uh, they're still a better group of people than the, what, what, we, what we saw against Sunderland. Um, but uh, it was totally expected. I said it to everybody else that spoke to me before the game. Uh, even 
on a away day northeast. Not it's a, it's a fair, it's a fair, fair wax travel Sunderland. Uh, Nobody could get there because there <laughs> the highway was shut down. As yeah, the highway was shut down for a while. Uh, it, it's a fair whack. Uh, it's just after Christmas. We've had two cancellations for so long. Clearly, the players won't give a shit. They won't have done much training. They'll have had a belly full of beer and mince pies. Uh, they've had a great Christmas for the first time in years because they, they, they had to work Boxing Day. Uh, it was obvious our players are not disciplined enough uh, to put in a good performance after those circumstances. And that's exactly what played out. So that, yeah, I, that, I think Patty raises a great point, though, that this that that's a little excuse, right, in the physical sense. You can understand them physically being a little bit off their game or, you know, connecting with each other or playing together. They showed rust and did that. To me, that's an acceptable excuse for losing these games. What I, I mean, thought that was means totally you lose unacceptable two nil, not five now. Well, it was the mentality. Both games this weekend, they fucking gave up. They absolutely gave up both games this weekend. And that, I think, is what really has everybody worried. Well, obviously, you've got your your Twitter crowd that's going to lose their shit. Uh, you know, I mean, four minutes into the game, people are screaming for Moore's head. It's, it's the dumbest shit in the world. But it's hard to not be worried and upset when the mentality is so poor we gave up both games that's there's no excuse for that there's no we didn't train for two weeks we had too many mince pies at christmas any of that none of that's an excuse for the shitty shitty mentality that we displayed over the course of three days or whatever that was that was why you got booed off the field uh by the away support um at shrewsbury at halftime that's why you got booed off the field at sunderland um because the mentality was atrocious and i think in the end if you leave some of the louder you know i don't want to say less educated but more reactionary voices out of this the people that just scream for people to be fired no matter what if you sort of leave them out and you look at most of the critique was that's what it was is that they fucking gave up and they were mentally weak and given that darren moore is supposed to be the guy who gets everybody to buy in and pull in the same direction that's his strength uh, that's what's worrisome for us right now. And that plays into my talking point, which plays off Patty's talking point, which is just, okay, but. So yes, given the time off, given that they were facing a team in form that had been playing throughout this entire period, on the road, post-Christmas, it was always going to be tough for them to go there and get a result. And for the first you know, 15, 20 minutes, like we've seen with, this Wednesday team way too often, they were okay. Like they had better share of the ball. Sunderland really didn't look like they were offering much at all. They looked like the same team that Wednesday drubbed back at Hillsborough. But yeah, we were finding a lot of space on the wings you know, in order to attack. They got uh, that first goal, Lang which was probably good. offside. Was, was getting good. And it was definitely offside. It was probably offside, yeah. I did like that the the linesman was like dead even with it and still like just like come on man like really like you weren't even out of position like something here but uh and then even after the first goal they were okay like they were I think that they responded all right I thought they responded well and the second goal went in and I just turned the game off because at that point I knew it was going to happen I've seen this movie and sure enough. (laughs) 
like two minutes later, I'm getting a notification on my phone from my phone about the third goal. And it's just like, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it just again that that second goal drove me nuts. They they were they were pushing the ball up the field, <sighs> yeah. and all three of our center backs were backpedaling. At which point, that means they have the ball covered. They're on the ball. So if you're fucking wing, and if you're Bannon, and you're coming back, pick up a body. Instead, they stared at the ball till whoever it was that scored the goal. I don't think it was Stewart. I mean, on the second one, the difference. He just ran right right by them. So ultimately, this is the problem with playing Bannon that deep. Yeah. Is that if it's Hutch or it's Luongo, look, they're going to be on a yellow, but the ball's not going any further. Right. Like Bannon, like Bannon gets carded and puts in bad tackles, but he never makes like the professional fouls. No. And you know what? Everybody, everybody was all geared up. I can't remember if it was, I can't remember which game it was. He had a play where he ran all the way back and made a sliding tackle to block across yeah. uh, deep in the box. Um, and, you know, it, Twitter was, he does, yeah, I mean, he does it every with, once in a while. Yeah. I mean, he's capable but, of, but yeah. that's not, that's not what you want. your fucking yes. holding defensive midfielder doing, right. you know, and it sucks that we don't have Luongo, but that's what we need. We need the, Luongo calm presence in front of the back four. We need the hutch, you know, digging in in front of the back four. And I know he's got all his haters and they don't quite see it. I get it. But Lewis Wing is third on the team in tackles. When he has been the furthest back defensive midfielder, he leads the team in tackles during a game and we don't give up five fucking goals. Well, they only gave it one goal against Shrewsbury, but that was still enough to uh, secure the three points. Uh, man, I don't even know what to do with this one. This was, I said this in the WhatsApp group. And again, it's always going to be recency bias. There have been a lot of shit Wednesday games this year. This is a shit Wednesday game. It might have been the shittest Wednesday game. It was a shit foot game football full stop. Because like, Shrewsbury I mean, is also not very good, yeah. No, it was awful quality from start to They finish. got one little goal on like a blind flicked header because no one in the Wednesday back line can win a header ever with Shea Dunkley out. And then, uh, yeah, and then it was the second half of just not really being able to break down Shrewsbury Town. No, they, they dropped into that low block and yeah. that, that was it. We, we, I mean, we had, last, especially the last 20 minutes, 15 minutes, we had all the possession. We were, you know, putting balls in into the box. We were carrying it. We were controlling it. Did, did we really threaten? Like, was there how many how many plays did you go? Oh, almost um, none. No. You know, they never looked. I mean, they basically had the ball for the entire last twenty five to thirty minutes and never really looked like scoring. Uh, Fizz came Pen- closest in the first minute. It came on right. Fizz, I think yeah. it shot well. It was tame shot actually, but it was a nice yeah. little bit of play at least. Yeah, he just kind of um, couldn't quite get his feet right. No, it, it seems to happen quite a lot with Fizz. Um, but it was just disappointing. Um, my, my, with the thumbs up, thumbs down for this, my thumbs down was the midfield. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you could literally pick a, a number of things wrong with this yeah, game. Last I time. mean, it's, it's easy to pick out Bannon because he made some really bad passes over the course of the game. And we certainly are a podcast that, that picks on Barry Bannon probably too much. But I do want to point out, like, Bannon was the only one moving off the ball, like, at any point in this game, it felt like. And that's a problem because 
a lot of times he's going to, if it's running through him and he's also the only one moving off the ball, like what do you expect him to do exactly? Yeah, he, he was, he was dog shit. Oh, he didn't have a good game, but I think he's probably going to get more flack than he deserves because he was the only one, like he, no one was giving him an outlet, right? Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's kind of no, of everything was just very, useless. the spacing was weird. Yeah. Yeah, Wing was their best midfielder, which says a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, there was a point in this season where I thought Adenarin was the first name on the team sheet, and and he was, I mean, he should have been subbed off. (laughs) Yeah, he was. I mean, he's. I know he's been out for a while, so I'm going to give him a a fair bit of pass there. Hutch too, for the same reason, but yeah, there's just nobody like up and down. I know Patty is trying to do the thumbs up, thumbs down format here. Uh, I thought Billy Peacock Farrell was pretty good actually in this game. It could have been a lot worse than it was. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I, I thought Mendes Lang had a good man. I did, man, the last two, I have not been impressed with Mendes Lang in the last two games, but it, he was at least trying. He got the ball quite a lot yeah. in the last 15 minutes. And put a good, Corbinu was bad in this game, too. Corbinu uh, did his usual, held onto the ball too long, that inexperience, that youth way, just tries to make things happen. And the others, same thing when Fizz first came into the side, kind mm. of holding on to that split second too long, not releasing what he should do. He's actually got a good costume, Carbu. He so did, he yeah. He doesn't, doesn't have to take on everybody and trying to uh, shoot and score every time. If he puts a fast cross in, he's probably going to be better suited for like the League One Championship levels. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, he can do that. Um, like I said, Adenira had a, a terrible uh, a game, giving the ball away all the time. Bannon gave the ball, ball away so much. Uh, Pass on to Rangers, you can't say much about him. Uh, but it certainly uh, wasn't great. Um, I do want to, I took one it. note. I know we're all taking notes for games now. I took one note for this game while I was watching it. Uh, this is in the 62nd minute. So there was Ooh, a sequence. I had stopped by that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were, so they're playing the, the low block. And there was a sequence where they just they they start going a little bit forward and they play it back out to the wing, back to the center backs. I think Bannon or Wayne came and got the ball, ran up a little bit. Nothing really happened. Um, at some point, uh, I don't remember if it was Bannon or Wayne. I think it was one of the central midfielders got it and like weaved their way back to the Wednesday half, like through the Shrewsbury. I mean, defense, but not really their defense played it all the way back to Bailey Peacock Carroll, who then huffed it up to the center circle where Lee Gregory had dropped all the way to the center circle in front of the center backs to get the ball. He then turned and kicked it directly to the Shrewsbury Town uh, keeper. I'm just like, did we work on that in training? Is that like, what? Is that a, is that a, is that a play? I'm, I'm, I'm curious because it just showed well, that there's just... N- absolutely no idea of how to this is a team that has certainly been behind in games and has gone on the road and been behind in games and had teams play a low block against them you know eight nine guys behind the ball banks of four or whatever they should have some idea of how to break that down with the talent they have in the team uh, the, it's just the, all, all game though that was and, and it's hilarious mm-hmm. Greg that was uh, Jeff that was Bannon that came back to make that pass to Farrell to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of them, and and, like and, just yeah. absolutely just pinged it and, from. Yeah. 
And, you know, the, the problem is, is that they couldn't, the only way they were getting the ball to the front line is literally none of the central midfielders could get the ball and move it forward properly. The only thing they could do with it was put it out wide to the wings. And the wings were then trying to get it into the, the forwards. The problem was the forwards were too high up. The wings were too far back. So we would give it to them. And it was this, you know, uh, Palmer when he moved up or Patterson when he tried or Corbino. You know, Barry Hino was driving nuts because he was to, actually oh, oh. fairly sticky. Like the ball was getting to him in the box. But then... It would, he could stick it, he could knock it down and put himself in the spot. And like he had that one chance where he actually turned quick and having to shoot right into the keeper, but it was one of their better opportunities in the second half. Every other time, it's like, and again, you know, I know striker's confidence game. That is not as a striker lacking in confidence. He's taken 16 touches trying to get the perfect shooting angle for, I mean, it just never comes. And you see the result. You lose 1 0 to Shrewsbury Town. Yeah, they just they couldn't they couldn't get the ball. The ball was not moving effectively through the center of the midfield. Yeah. And once Shrewsbury knew that, uh, the, it was pretty easy to prevent the ball from getting out wide in a good position. And our forwards were isolated. It was just it was awful. It was awful. League One teams know how to put ten players behind the ball and clog <laughs> everything up. Like they, it's, I'm, they're well versed in that. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we have anything else we want to talk about with this game? No, no. no I, w- I wish I didn't watch either of them. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just know that I kept I watching both. the Shrewsbury Town game. It's like, yeah, it's one. Yeah, they they could get one. Oh, you they never really know, could. right? You never know. Weird stuff can happen. I'd be very worried if they actually had gotten an equalizer in that game because it was not great. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We'll cover the Wednesday news. We're midseason chat and a brief. Plymouth Argyle preview. Now it's time for some Wednesday news, and we do enter the transfer window once again. I'm sure in coming weeks we will discuss another half dozen wingers that Sheffield Wednesday have signed. We will get to the current rumors in a bit, but we will start with some returns. Massimo Luongo is back from suspension, eligible for selection. And Josh Windass will also be uh, back training with the squad and hopefully ready to go by the Plymouth game. Did I see something online today that we haven't lost a game when either Luongo or Windass has started? Did you see that too? I've I've paraphrased it wrongly. It seems like a interesting. Oh, Windass hasn't really. um, Is that like five games this year? It's not a big uh, data sample, but yeah, uh, I mean, clearly, are quality players for this league. Yes. I, mean, uh, I think that that when they're both in the squad, the spine's a little more spiny. So the movement well, we is have, so much better. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Up, the movement up front, and then we have a defensive midfielder, <laughs> and it frees up whoever else is playing in the midfield with them, whether it's Baz and Fizz or Baz and Wing or Baz and Adenarin to do their stuff. So while, we, while we're on this in defensive midfielders, um, it, it feels like to me that we need to get cover for Luongo um, mm. as the right. defensive midfield cover we thought we were getting with uh, Dennis and the didn't really turn out that way. Or, I mean, it's not really uh, his position, as we've well, seen. It was Wickham, but he doesn't seem to be playing that for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's something we should be prioritizing in the uh, January window as well as centre-half, obviously. Mm. 
Well, they just or need to make it. Jeff just said we can get four more wingers. Yeah. Uh, make a make a call to Gerenspor in the Turkish Superliga, and maybe inquire about their number six. Uh, he's from the Netherlands. His name is Joey Pelopesi. He may no. not be available. <laughs> no. No. So you were starting a Ben Marshall rumor. <laughs> I, I would take Ben Marshall at uh, central defensive midfield at this. Is point. he like forty-five at this point? We've been talking about Ben Marshall. Well, I'll tell so you. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll fire up his Wikipedia page. Yeah, where we'll give we'll us see, a little Ben uh, Marshall chat, we'll as do, we do we'll, every we'll January chat. Uh, so first of all, we've got to go through uh, Benjamin Marshall, painter, uh, born 1768, died 1835, English sporting and animal painter. Uh, we have Benjamin Marshall, American architect. Uh, with Chicago firm Marshall and Fox, Benny Marshall, American sports writer in Alabama, Ben Marshall, rugby union, Irish loose forward. And I assume the winger and right back that we all know and love still waiting for his medical. He <laughs> he's 30 years old. Well, he's not in the football league anymore though, right? Uh, he is playing for something called Stoneclaw. Isn't that, is that I cannot even, there's not even a, there's not a blue link. Is that like some guy high Potter house? West Lancashire Division One. That does have a Wikipedia link. So we're we're getting into the oh. Did he have like a really bad injury or something? And then that kind of like forced him to semi-retire. It could be. Or he wasn't uh, he's competing in a county cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's see him in the Lancashire County Cup. In uh the eighth tier of English football. Wow. Wait, surely he'll come to us then. <laughs> well, again, Patty, we, we don't need more wingers. <laughs> and he plays center half. Though. That's the question we all want to know. Well, he's a winger, so as we know, at Wednesday, that means he can play center half. Yeah, sounds the like these days he's fast enough to be one of our center backs. <laughs> they may be waiting a bit for one of their center backs' return. Is Jay Dunkley after his injury? Sunderland is seeing a specialist. Never a good sign. That is not good words, right? That is the words no. you do not want to hear when Shade Dunkley is in that sentence too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll never see him again. I mean, when you sign a guy that's got two broken legs, I mean, what do you expect, I suppose? <laughs> and I uh, is supposed to be back by the end of the month, theoretically. Really? Well, that's good news. I thought it would said end of January. That might have been like November, though. Well, no. Uh, the examiner, I believe it was Dom, had a little uh, uh, review of the injuries, and that, that was actually what they had pegged, hoping end of January, whatever that yeah. is worth. Add on two extra months for Sheffield Wednesday's uh, buffer, and then uh, we might get there by end of the season. Possibly leaving in the window, Lee Bullet. <laughs> yeah, I'll transfer Lee Bullet into Air United. The Air? I don't know. I would say Ayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, United. Yeah. Um, Their nickname uh, is, I already had their Wikipedia page open <laughs> as I come prepared. Their nickname is The Honest Men. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I love it. What's the reasoning behind that? I, 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 I looked, I could not, uh, could not find a reason. I did notice that they are currently, their, their shirt sponsor is currently uh, Bitcoin. It's the Bitcoin SV. Ooh. Yeah. There's, There's nothing honest about that. <laughs> 
I mean, if they call the honest men and they can't find information about why they called it's a line it's because they're Scottish. It's a line from a Robert Burns poem. Apparently. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. About, oh, Tam of Shanter. Uh, yes. Jeff, you ever go to the Tam in Boston? Uh, the, the, the Tam is one of the famous like five dive bars, all owned by the same guy, that are spotted throughout the city. I don't it's think a, I've been it's to a the delightful. Tam. Oh, it's it's been a, a lot of bars in Boston. I may have forgotten, so it's yeah, possible. Um, but. No, of course, of course, it's a Robert mm-hmm. Burns bomb. Yeah, they're sitting, they're sitting seventh in the uh, Scottish Championship. So I mean, like, look, if I if he wants to go and be a manager, you know, more power to him. He's been a great servant for the club, and he wants to pursue other opportunities at this point. That's all well and good. Speaking of pursuing other opportunities, interest from Premier League clubs on Jack Hunt. Supposedly so. Um, that's what. So they're talking uh, to the Grimsby Town Manager um, uh, this next few Not days. Not a Premier League club. Uh, no, extending his loan with Grimsby Town. Mm. Um, but the reason why I think it's a bit more complex than that is that there is interest from higher division teams. Um, that's what, again, Dom in the examiner saying this again. So, I mean, look, he's out of contract in the summer, so we're not going to benefit from this uh, anyway. He's got to go stay out on loan at Grimsby or he's going to play out his last few months in the reserves or the few appearances here and there. Maybe he gets a loan to... I thought it was Jack Hunt. Apparently it's Alex Hunt. Alex Hunt, yeah, Jack Hunt. Um, Jack Hunt has no interest in anyone other than below. You know who the captain is? I have this open now too. Do you know who the captain is at Grimsby Town? Oh, it's Giles Coke. It is Giles Coke, Coke, yeah. 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 He's also... Noted podcaster. Rival podcaster. (laughs) Um, uh, no, yeah, I th- all best to Alex Hunt's clearly doing very well in the National League. I, I am very surprised to hear that he's getting interest from Premier League clubs from the National League, though. So we'll see. He's not like there. super young for a youth player at this point either. But no, he's no. Like, that's why when Jeff when Jeff said Jack Hunt, I was like, well, that sounds dumb, but okay. Because <laughs> why would you? It honestly probably makes more sense than Alex Hunt, who I like, and I'm glad he's doing a well, nice player. But, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm uh, kind of surprised Moore didn't. I guess I guess Moore's got his guys that he's playing, but with again with only you know four months left on the contract or six months left on the contract, I don't know why you wouldn't at this point just say, "All right, Alex Hunt, let's let's see." Unless he's clearly not in our plans. For me, Alex Hunt is the perfect Baron replacement, um, and it's, it could time up very well if we played it that way in the kind of mentor mentee kind of build him up to eventually replace Bannon. But we're not that smart, so we're just going to farm it out and we'll lose him out in the free. Yes, yeah, yeah. we know how and this works. A- We've seen it with uh, a number of youth <laughs> players in the last uh, over the course of this podcast. So I just so want to point out that uh, uh, what season do you think Giles Coke scored his last goal in English football? Was that for us or anybody? For anybody. All right. Uh, 2019. 2013. Nice. Uh, It was for us. It was the 2014-2015 season. Wow. Yeah. He's been, it looks like he's been hurt a lot, to be fair. What? What position is he playing? The midfielder. Do you remember the goal he scored against yes. Brighton on opening? Uh... No, 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 no. Yeah. But 
I, you would think even coming off of injury mm. that a player of his class would have scored a goal in the national league as a midfielder, unless he's uh, I a mean, central so defensive his, midfielder so tasked with covering the back two. His uh, appearances in all competitions uh, 14, 0, 2, 5, 0, 11, 17. That yeah, might be so why. It's like 40, 45, yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. Still, I don't know. I always anyway, think of a little Giles hey, Coke hey, chat, we, though. We wish you, yes. We, I, I wish you well, Giles. Giles Coke. I think uh, Grigby Townsend been fairly decent this year, as I recall. Yes, they've been doing very well. Yeah. So maybe he'll... Uh, lead them back to the uh, football league. So, yeah. There are some Wednesday transformers and it's not a winger. It is in fact a, a couple of defenders, which as you may be well aware at this point in the podcast, they could use. Uh, one's an old familiar name, Mark Beavers, who is currently at Petersboro and uh, Stuart Finley, you little dispatches from American soccer are currently at the Philadelphia Union. Uh, Patty, can you tell us anything about Stuart Finley? So the reason uh, that Finley is unlikely to happen, so Finley has been struggling to get into the Philadelphia Union side this year, uh, which is why a few um, British clubs are sniffing around him again. Uh, but some of the, um, I would say, teams that are doing better, better than us at the moment in England have, have kind of turned off him because he's apparently on better wages in the MLS, which is very rare uh, to have MLS been better wages than the uh, Championship and League One teams. So he must have got a good deal over there. Um, however, he's apparently interested in moving back, uh, not happy, so he may be happy to take a pay cut. And uh, I would say League One from Philadelphia Union is about right. Well, we, we're still on the, I don't know, you didn't know what to call it. It's like a quasi-embargo. We, we still can't purchase players, right? We can only sign people on a free. So, you know, I, I guess we, we you don't you don't turn your nose up at this point at central defenders. Yeah, he's uh, uh, 26. He's a, he's a big lad. You know, he's spent some time at Celtic and, and Newcastle. So there's some pedigree there. But Matt Beavers, old Beavers. Capped Scottish International. One appearance, one goal. Oh, Finley has. Really? Yep. Impressive. Wow. <laughs> In a Euro qualifier, no less. I should ask my Scottish friend about this. Uh, it's against San Marino, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the Faroe Islands. Uh, Everyone's scored against San Marino. I came close against San Marino. And that's the Wednesday news. More on the transfer window as it becomes available. Patty wants to do a mid-season chat. Uh, I, I, I tell you, do like, all right, we'll, we'll do the questions in the order, Patty. Put them out here. And there's one that I find particularly funny. But uh, the first one is, who are the best teams we've played? So who do you think? Yeah, I, I generally I'm interested because if you look at the so, table. I mean, the, Plymouth the certainly, I thought, were in the conversation. I, th- I th- think Plymouth are clearly the best team they've played this year. To 100%. me, and this this pains me to say, and I think Rotherham's right there too. They were, I mean, Wednesday obviously won that game, but they were fortunate to get that result. But I didn't think Rotherham were the best team we've played. I think they are one of the best teams in the league right now because they are first. Um, 
and I think Plymouth are sinking like a stone at the moment. So I, I feel what well, I think I was trying to get at with this question is that um, everyone's the fallible. Sucks, like, which it yeah, does. everyone's <laughs> everyone's fallible. Like and it's all about. I form. mean, Sunderland. I, look, they won five nil, and they're on a they're on a long unbeaten run when they play Wednesday. I did not think they were that impressive. We were just awful. We, yeah. we, I mean, we really flattered them. That five nil flattered them. Uh, so I, for me, look, Rotherham weren't very impressive against us. I don't think Plymouth were good in two out of the three games they played them. Pompey uh, were not great. I know they're up there as well. Yeah, Wickham. Wickham, I think, will be there thereabouts in the season. Yeah, Wickham, Wickham played all right, yeah. Yeah, uh, Oxford were very average, I remember, I feel like. Yeah, no, but you're you're making the great point, Pat. Like, Rotherham is in first, right? Uh, yeah. Wigan, Wigan <laughs> that, that is says in it third. All. Wick, Wickham's in fourth. Oxford in fifth. Like, not one of those teams really impressed overall. Like, yeah, Rotherham had the ball, but, like, it just wasn't – I Plymouth is the one team that, like, really tore us up that I, I thought, my Yeah, God, I mean, I guess I, Rotherham was the team that, like, the first team that really pressed us. And I'm like, oh, Wednesday can't handle a press. But then, like, every, like, 17th place team in League One figured that out too. So maybe it's not that impressive in hindsight. Right. Or they – Gillingham, Morecambe, Crew mm-hmm. bunker up and, you know – see what happens but there's weird like i I think i'm just trying to look back to now i feel like cambridge had a decent game against us like like i knew we could tell they were a good side but they were like don mk dons too like they i don't think they're a good team even though they're sitting in what seventh but wednesday flatters a lot of teams this year so (laughs) maybe that's it right maybe patty maybe that's your greater point yeah we're just as shit at the rest as the rest of these guys we're whatever it's about farm too right so everyone's very patchy, um, uh, especially I would say from fourth place down. Very I mean, patchy. Like, like as we like Wednesday, we're on a whatever twelve game unbeaten run in the league coming into the Sunderland game. But I don't, you know that. You say that it doesn't really reflect the performances. No, it reflects the, the results. Half. I mean, literally, those are the results. But I do think towards the end of that run, we were looking much better. Yes, so like, I would agree I, with that. I would yeah. say the last, the last third of that run. We were looking like an unbeatable team. Like we wouldn't lose a game, but also we don't always like steamroll a team either. Yeah. Uh, and certainly this this break with the COVID um, postponements has really impacted our, our kind of momentum. Uh, look, we're six points off of sixth place. Uh, well, six points off of fifth place, really. Um, which, which does bring me to your second question and my favorite. Are we on track? Are we on track? Yeah. I mean... Six points from playoffs, I would say no, right? <laughs> sure, yeah, it's probably fair. Not great. <laughs> Not ideal. Uh, but, well, go on, George. Go no, I, and I, this is maybe what you're... It's not a disaster like said, because this league is bad. It's about, it's, a, but it, it's about form. Like, where were we, again, two weeks ago, before we played these two games, we were unbeaten in 12 and had been playing better. Instead of just drawing, we were winning games. We had come from behind wins on the road, like... Things really seem to be moving forward. We had this COVID break. We had this shit happen. We had two absolute stinkers in a row. And we've dropped back from, what, one, two out of the playoffs to six. It's not ideal. I don't think we're I, – I, I have a lot of questions that need to be answered in the next couple of games, right, um, because this threw us up. I would have said before this past weekend that we were on track. So yeah, I I, I'd like I'd like to not 
allow that recency bias to come in too strong. But if we have another weekend like that, then I think we're fucking stamped on mid table. That's fair. I agree with that. What do we need in the transfer window? Okay, <laughs> past us out, don't we? Yeah. Center halves and, and defensive midfielder. Three more wingers. <laughs> I mean, would you would you be shocked if we got like nobody that was actually a contributing? Like, I'm not expecting reinforcements. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not expecting us to get a signing that makes us all go, shit, yeah, like cover for Luongo, right? Like somebody who when Luongo is inevitably out in a month, somebody who we go, you know what? I feel okay about this. Like, I don't even think we're going to get that level of play. Yeah, I agree. And I think even center halves we might get are going to be on the level of Mark Beavers rather Mark than. Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Mark right. Beavers is currently right. playing a level above Sheffield Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's hey, been yeah, championship. No yeah, Peter's no is in the championship. Fuck you know. But uh, it just, yeah, it doesn't feel like we're, I, I feel like this is the core that we're going to run with. And that's that, the manager look, we're going to run with. Again, yeah, we said before, when they get everyone healthy, but then it's like, well, okay, you know, maybe I is back at the end of the month, but Dunkley's not here. Hutch is back in the squad, but who knows how long that'll last. I think it's always a constantly shifting and moving target and the only place they have depth is wingers <laughs> not many many wingers. very good yeah uh, i think and we don't we don't even use properly we don't even use properly put no. back the four two three one and use the fucking wings as wings so i mean i do get backs. like when you don't have two starting center backs you want more cover yeah. You know, and if, if you know if Dunkley hadn't gotten hurt and Hutch was back, I could see them playing Hutch and Dunkley as a. Would would you? But would you not back. start? Would you not take uh, Palmer and Brennan as your as your back two? I mean, you're asking a lot at that point. But yeah, I mean, it's a better fit for how like like but maybe just say like, fuck it, we're gonna win four three, and try to set up that way, and you can do that. The 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 three five two has they. They cannot progress the ball through yeah, the lines in the 3-5-2 without Longo and Windes. <laughs> right. Now, thankfully, those guys are in. But, you know, other than the odd performance, the, the, the system doesn't work with the players that are there. Maybe some of that's injuries. Yeah, I mean, it, the problem is once just, you do that, you need – if you're playing Palmer, and I guess you can – like, who's your left back in that scenario, I guess? I guess you can play Marvin Johnson, Johnson there. Yeah. yeah. Marvin Johnson at left back, Hunt at right back. Your your two is some combination of and Palmer, you have Longo and right you have Longo and Banner Longo and yeah right and you and put Longo throws the wind ass a little bit further forward side. you can play and then you have options on the wing you can do a dinner and you can do so you can do Carbonell blah, 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 yeah right yeah no, no and you play probably either Patterson or Gregory up front yeah sure it is a very unbalanced squad which is I think part of the problem too. It, well, when we, my comments at the beginning of the year that we were balanced so, suddenly, but then well, they kept signing wingers, and then all the center backs got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, where will we finish? Sixth. I'm still. Yeah, think, oh man, I don't hopelessly optimistic. I looked at it too. I think 
the League One playoff semifinals or around my 40th birthday. Like, I just don't need that in combination, really. But it's not ideal. Patty, I thank you so much for saying that because I'm fucking shook. Like, I'm usually so optimistic that I called fifth before the season. And again, I said first. I'm going to tamp it down a little bit. But (laughs) well, we all thought there was a bit of a reach, Jeff, Mm. but that's okay. That's okay. I appreciated it. But we need that positivity. Need that positivity. You got to balance out some of the negativity somehow. But yeah, I honestly, this, this last weekend raised so many questions for me. I, I think we miss the playoffs. I, I, I think if we look at this league right now, there's, I would say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six to seven good teams. In it, and I'm not quite sure we're, one of them and i thought we were but this past weekend was so brutal i'm shook i'm I'm looking forward to in a month when i can be like oh remember you're optimistic guy now things are good but uh this weekend hurt i think it's more Mm -hmm. the fact that the rest of the teams aren't very good rather than yeah we just need a run right so like yeah 13 from 18 or something like that. Yeah, but the, I, I don't I don't know that I see that right now. And again, that's just the damage from that this weekend, right? It's sure. just, we didn't look to score all fucking weekend, right? <laughs> it just, that was, and, I mean, and they've had like shambles. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't have a good was, answer here, it really. It was horrible. And we're playing Plymouth. We're playing Plymouth, who, like, do you, I don't expect points against Plymouth. <laughs> like, They're at home, nice, which is a plus. But, yeah. I... Yeah, I I don't know. And again, I if it wasn't for the weekend, and I never usually let the short term stuff bother me, but there were just so many questions raised. I mean, five uh, nil and, and again, is five nil. And, but it's how it was five nil. This wasn't I mean, Man City. There's very there's very good. few different ways to get to five nil, and it's like oh, there's no well, good five nil in there. It's like eh. no, but there's there's five nil where you get sliced to pieces by a superior opponent, or there's yeah. five nil where you couple things don't go your way so you give the fuck up with 55 minutes of football left I remember I remember, I remember sitting uh, around a laptop with patty at the uh the top floor in the legend section of football factory for the man city league cup game where uh was it camille zayat got sent off at some point too and they ended up losing like seven no that was great no was that there's those i was living against man we... city Oh, because we had had the other, we had the League Cup where we lost two to one. I thought it was the FA uh, Cup. That was Stevie the second May and one. you combined. Yeah. Yes, that was Fucking the thing. James they, Milner got James Milner came off the. Goals. I was sitting him downstairs at the football factory. Oh, that oh, they're bringing James Milner, Milner off the bench. That's not great. To score goals. Yeah. Um, yeah no, that that no, the same season, but the League ugly. Cup game was yeah. first, and they lost like six or seven nothing. Yeah. It was nil nil at half time. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It took us 30 minutes to get a feed. We couldn't get the BN feed or whatever it was at that point. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I missed all the good, all the good mm. football. Well, thank God we get to watch all of the games now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One of those games uh, is Plymouth Argyle, which is a couple weeks from now because Plymouth Argyle knocked Wednesday out of the FA Cup, and this is the FA Cup round three weekends, so we can all sleep in on Saturday and do other things with our lives. But eventually we will have to play Plymouth Argyle for the fourth time this year. What can we expect, Justin? Uh, So I I think the one bit of news that everybody knew about uh, 
Plymouth was that uh, Ryan Lowe left. He was uh, signed to Preston North End on December 7th. And Plymouth was actually in tough form at the time. They'd lost three straight. Um, uh, they hired uh, Steve, I believe it's Shoemaker, uh, Schumacher, however it's, it's going to be pronounced, who was Lowe's assistant when he was with Barry and came over with him. Uh, very close working with him. Now, I, I guess within Plymouth, uh, their director of football or, or whatever their position is, a guy named Neil Doosnip has been really big on taking the model that Ryan Lowe uh, promoted the three, five two with the heavy pressure and the attack and putting it all the way through the Plymouth system. And I guess they've been very successful this year at all. Imagine having a top down down. organization that, uh, you know, plays the same way from the, no Jeff, I, from the first team down to the under 12. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, imagine. so that's what, that's James what Allen when you need him. Yeah. <laughs> I, James knows exactly what's going Freaking on. an Imperial stout from uh, fifth hammer somewhere right now. Probably not on this show. This third of the night. Hmm. Um, no, but that's like, that's really it. Like when, when I saw that Lowe was leaving Plymouth, I thought nice, like that team's going to be a mess. Now, Patty pointed out they are plummeting in the standings a little bit, but since uh, Schumacher has come in, they lost their first game under him, got a draw, and have won two since. So they're starting to, to pick it back up. Um, so unfortunately, I was kind of thinking, hey, Lowe's out. Maybe Plymouth will be, uh, you know, there'll be a bit of a mess. But no, they're the – and again, they're the, the same team. It's a 3-5-2. They play 5-3-2 in defense. Um, you know, they pressure you. Uh, quick passes. They want to have possession. Quick turnovers. Um and when they do get the ball deep, they send everybody up. Their defensive holding midfielders uh, make late runs into the boxes, and they really just try to overwhelm you. Um, and we've seen them overwhelm us this year. Uh, the guys to keep an eye on up front, their goal scorers we talked about last time. Uh, they have uh, two young guys. Uh, Ryan Hardy is a 24-year-old Scott. I believe he's picked up a couple of caps just from watching a lot of uh, Scottish international and uh, Luke Jeffcott, who's a Welshman. Uh, they're the two forwards that are up front. Uh, Hardy's got nine goals, four assists. Jeffcott's got five goals, three assists. Um, that's where a lot of their action is going to be. And, you know, when I talked about on the first preview that we did, you know, one of Ryan Lowe's biggest strengths has been working with the strikers and it's working for these guys. So, um, I, I would expect them, honestly, they're going to come out and try to put a lot of pressure on us and, you know, force us into mistakes. And, and right now we're a team that when we make mistakes, we give the fuck up. So um, hopefully this two weeks off gives us time to regroup and, you know, some time on the training ground, some, some mental um, fortitude. Time to get three more wingers uh, into the squad. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Yeah, I, I just, I'm not feeling super positive right now. Um, so I, I think this is a really tough game to deal with. Again, as you pointed out, though, Jeff, the good news is, is we've got an extra week off and they're actually. They don't, they have to game. play. Yeah. Uh, and they also like, they didn't, again, I don't know if this is indicative of anything. They didn't really play the same way. They set up very differently when they were at Hillsborough in the, uh, the first FA Cup match. 
as opposed to the league game there, the rematch there. So I don't know if they'll do that again, but. No, and those first three matchups were with Lowe. So as as much as Shoemaker is going to, you know, do the system and have a lot of the same ideals, you always see when an assistant takes over for a head coach, you know, they, especially when they follow to different jobs, they're going to follow the same basic system, but they're going to incorporate their own tweaks, the things they've been thinking about for, you know, those five years or six years they were working under somebody say, Hey, I do this a little different. So, you know, curious to see what, what Schumacher's mindset is, but like, I mean, if I'm him, do you not throw everything? No, you just, you press him <laughs> yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's watched the tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. One, of the, one of the um benefits from uh, playing him, uh, to his time is that they won't have that uh, Kamara guy. He's coming the African Cape Cup of Nations. So Panucci Kamara uh, in the midfield. Uh, it's very rare that you can say that a League One player would be uh, out of uh, action for being the Africa Cup of Nations, but he's um, been selected by Guinea-Bissau uh, and might be playing against Mohamed Salah in e- Egypt. So uh, interesting little uh, thing there from uh, ex-Crawley Town player. Really? Uh- Rita Johnson uh, played in the African Cup of Nations when he was with us. He played for Bennett. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah right. I remember losing him, and I was like, where, where is he going? <laughs> League One players don't go anywhere. Well, yeah, it's always a little weird because it happens. I mean, I say it's like we're not going to have a World Cup <laughs> playing out at this time next year. But, uh, yeah, it's always a little – and great tournament, by the way. I will probably – I don't know, like – I can probably find this stream, but I always enjoy watching the. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's it's super. It's real. I can't remember who has it this year. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be heavily carried. Has it, yeah. yeah. I do it, love watching be major networks. It's always nice to have a little ESPN, bit of Fox yeah, Sports. A little international tournament in the middle of all this. It beats watching Wednesday. So. And it's usually Sunday, open. January 9th. Cameroon, yeah. Burkina Faso. Here we go. Yeah, you tell me. You tell, that is 4 3 written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll tune in for that. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to episode 162 of the Owls Americast. Find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owls Americas. Our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesdays forever in the makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owl of Americast, we ask that you rate and read the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Justin's on Twitter at Owl. Justin, since we, uh, as we brought it up, who is your prediction to win the African Cup of Nations? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I've done no research here. No clue. Uh, I tell you what, let's say uh, I think it would be really fun. I think last time I saw Senegal, they played Super fun, super up tempo, attacking like four two four. I think they've been a hard uh, you know, team in this tournament too. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like to see that, or uh, maybe uh, Egypt uh, gets back to some glory. I don't know. We'll see. Patty's on Twitter at New York Animals and at Patty A Jones. Patty, who is your prediction for the African Cup of Nations champion? Uh, I was just surprised. You've had a little more time if you wanted to like frantically Google while I was asking. No, I was, I was so. looking at the teams. Obviously, that's the, I'm not the biggest expert in African football. Mm. I was surprised that Afri- uh, Algeria are the reigning champions. So that's yes, they did. I didn't know that. 
So I, would, I, I mean, I've always loved Cameroon. I don't think they're very good at the moment. I, don't know I think Cameroon's so. not good right and now. I, look, if, if if we might just become an Africa Cup of Nations podcast next week. <laughs>